Hey, 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 Closet Busters, come on and gather around. It's time once again to kick down those closet doors of life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, bold move expert and coming out coach, and I'm going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on, grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step in to living your truth as we explore more stories, tips, and tricks for living your life uncloseted. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. It is time once again for an episode of Life Uncloseted. And I'm going to be really honest here. If you're not into maybe some things that are going to push your limits, that are going to get you to think differently about things, especially in the sexual arena, I'm going to be really honest, this may not be the conversation for you, but I would invite you to stick around and listen because sometimes we've got to deal with the stuff and look at things that make us really, really uncomfortable. And today I've got a former guest on my show who's a filmmaker and he has got a really interesting new movie out. It's an indie type film that is from his production company, Breaking Glass Pictures, and All I can tell you is the breeding is going to make you question things. And it's also going to align with what's going on somewhat in our political climate here in the U.S. and around the globe about race and the focus of what race is bringing into our lives. Everything from Jesse Smollett to sex and everything else. And I love this this movie I haven't seen. I've watched the trailer and I thought I'm going to come into this very blind, so to speak, because I know what race play is. I know what fetishes are, but I'm so glad that Daniel Armano has done this film because I think it has some opportunities to open up conversations, to expose some things, and more importantly, literally to talk about how race influences so much of our lives. So Welcome back to another episode, man, of being hey. with me. Last time it was the Coming Out Lounge, but here we are. We've kind of revamped, and now it's Life Uncloseted. And um, I'm serious, man. I When you and I reconnected on Facebook, <laughs> um, I was like, okay, cool, let's do something. And then when you sent it to me, I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. Because yeah. <laughs> it is, I love pushing boundaries, number one. Yeah. And... Yeah there is an element of this conversation that I think is going to get us into that space. So let's uncloset racism and all this other stuff. So um, let's start by, you know, you know, the last film I think I did with you was um, daddy's, what was it? Daddy's boy. Daddy's boy, which again was like, it kind of pushed some, you know, spaces right there. And it actually was one of my most listened to podcasts a couple of years ago. I don't think I ever shared that with you, but yeah, I was looking at the stats just the other day. And it's so interesting because I can see the stats of, you know, what people listen to. And even in present day in the last few months, that one has been downloaded another 40 to 50 times. So it's interesting to see even as things are, you know, in the quote archive, so to speak, even though I don't archive anything, it's interesting to see what people um, find and listen to. So, so let's kind of go forward. You know, your, your um, production company is breaking glass pictures. You're the film. Uh, Nova Nova's production. So uh, Nova's Nova's production. Okay. And And so who is breaking glass then? Uh, They're the ones who picked it up and distributed it. Oh, nice. They were the brave ones who watched it and said, you know what, we'll put it out. Cool. um, Because this is really, it is kind of pushing the envelope, right? 
it re it really it's probably out of all the films we've worked on it's it's probably the one that we we felt like once we put it out it's definitely gonna bring up a lot of conversation mm -hmm. which that's what we wanted um and and it definitely has and we've gotten the good feedback the 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 bad feedback mm -hmm. and but most importantly it's brought up a conversation that we mm -hmm. we always enjoy when mm -hmm. whenever we bring our, our movies out is yeah. that hopefully it brings up conversation and and it brings up different topics and it has people talking and, and we're happy that this film like the other ones uh definitely has mm -hmm. you know i just my husband and i just finished um working the san luis obispo film festival that was just in the past few weeks and uh, oh nice it's always cool to get to to be a part of it um because we see stuff that we wouldn't normally see we see shorts we see you know indie yeah, films definitely. you know all that sort of stuff and you're right these films create conversations they put people in a space and, and it's always so interesting because i i work a a lot of the times I work as a film host. So that means that we make sure people get into the theater. We give them the ballots for the voting for the best films, all that sort of stuff. And as people leave the films, you know, and they're out in the hallways, those are the conversations I enjoy the most, even though I'm mm -hmm. most of the time I'm just eavesdropping because it's like you get to hear the reactions and you get to see the passion that some people, you know, walk out of a film and see, and all that beautiful stuff. Um, so let's kind of dive in where, I know you've answered this question probably a hundred <laughs> times, but. It's there, been a while. <laughs> yeah, but it has, there had to be something that said, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, this is kind of like um, 50 shades of gray with some like even deeper twists in it. At yeah, least well we always, we always call it the, the gay get out. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it does deal with um race and it does deal with uh uncomfortable situations mm -hmm. and our lead character um has a, a get out mm -hmm. situation happening to him mm -hmm. um so for the listeners what do you specifically mean by like a get out situation i know out. what it is. yeah so pretty much the story is uh we follow uh, a young uh african-american artist gay artist um thomas who uh deals with or he's a uh, into um uh animation like a uh, cartoon artist mm -hmm. and that's his choice of art mm -hmm. and he gets caught up with uh an older white gentleman who is into bdsm and race play and it's something new to thomas but of course he gets intrigued and follows through with it with it mm -hmm. and ends up being captured by this man mm. after an encounter, uh, which seems pretty, you know, kind of innocent in the BDSM world, right. <laughs> but it turns into something else and he gets trapped in his closet mm. in this small little cage. Right. And then we just follow his, his journey, journey. Of, uh -huh. of how he got there, because he's also in a relationship mm. and what he's dealing with at home in his relationship and what he's dealing in his mind, mentally and, and physically and sexually. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of see this journey unfold and see where this all goes. And so. It, so um, who, who came up with the concept? I'm always intrigued by this. Was this, this, this was uh, my business partner, uh, Dane Joseph. He mm -hmm. had thought of this concept of dealing with race play because he thought it was so intriguing. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
that it's it's a topic that a lot of people don't talk about, but it it, it occurs especially in in uh, the gay uh, community with people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he thought, okay, let me see what I can do. And I think he started off with it as a play, mm-hmm. and then it evolved into a whole feature film. Gotcha. And once he made it, he wrote it. He was ready to direct it, but we at the time we were in the middle of producing another film mm-hmm. called Boy. Uh, starring Anthony Rapp. And then he decided to step back as director and then I stepped in and directed Mm -hmm. it, which for me was like, this is going to be some heavy-duty stuff that Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure if I'm even ready to do. But I think Mm -hmm. visually, that's what really intrigued me, Mm -hmm. really made me want to continue. And and I knew the message of the story was really strong. Sure. Something that we really wanted wanted to make. Um, so yeah, we, and then we produced it, and we made it, and it was the same process like our other indie films, rather quickly, mm-hmm. and with just a really good, talented crew and act, a group of actors. So for you, as you were making this, well, first of all, let's kind of clarify for those of you who are listening. I mean, I'm hoping you can put two and two together that race play would be, you know, it's going to be someone of color, um, potentially with someone who is white i'm going to go at the highest level it could be many different ways this plays <laughs> yeah. out but uh it could be reversed as well um but it really is all about that the the play or the sexual excitement or energy comes from some form of it's all tied to the race it could be master yeah. slave it could be definitely it could be any any yeah. twists on that it could be concubine it could be any of these sort of things um mm-hmm. and I guess from my perspective, it's probably the truest form of yet just another fetish, which so many people get hung up on. It's like, why do you need that to have sex? Well, (laughs) why do you need to have anything to have sex? I mean, Mm -hmm. most people don't just have sex. You need to have love. Well, why do you have to have love to have sex? Or maybe you want to feel intimate to have sex. I mean, we don't, I don't believe most of us have sex just because, okay, I'm horny. Let's have sex. There's something else that's like, oh, I really want to do this. Yeah. What does it mean for most people? And I think this is where I want to kind of clear some air. Not that I am in the BDSM world, but I have friends who are coaches in that world. Mm-hmm. You, what you need to understand is this is just another thing of what turns some people on. It's how they enjoy doing things. And so many people get hung up on this stuff. I'm like, oh my God, they're sick. They're evil. They're da 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 da. Yeah. And for, for me, it's, it's a very uncomfortable subject matter. And even for Dane, who wrote it, it was an uncomfortable subject matter, but he was intrigued by it because also he wanted to kind of delve into what the community, what they think about it and mm-hmm. what other uh, gay black men and Latino men think about mm-hmm. it. And that's actually once the film was done and we introduced it to audiences, it was, and a lot of the audience, audiences were, I mean, our first, the, the film first screened at the Harlem Film Festival in New York. Wow. So just to see predominantly yeah, you know, yeah. uh, uh, people of color in the audience. And then we did the New York Latino, the HBO New York Latino Film Festival. So there was another crowd of like gay uh, Latin and, and black mm-hmm. men in the audience. So it was interesting just to hear their response. And yep. for a lot of them, they had either issues with it or, or they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good to get it at least out there. Because I think it, it is a little bit taboo and it's also a little... Yep people don't quite understand it or don't quite um, mm-hmm. agree with it, but it's, it's something that um, 
I think I, and I've always been interested with, with race and, and the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community yeah. and what, you know, sometimes a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but I think it's something that, uh, well, it I needs think to be should talked be talked about. about. It should, it's it not, should not only should, it needs to be talked about because yeah. I know being a coach in the community that when I have a, a person of color, there's a whole nother layer of coming out and being who you are because mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's already a marginalized community piece to it. A lot of times, especially in the Latino and black communities, there almost always is some depth of religious piece that's really tied to it. And mm-hmm. then there's the familia piece, you know, because family is family and you don't, you know, da, da, da. so it comes with a lot of stuff that yeah. as a person of color or, you know, brown people, there's more to this than, you know, I hate to say it, than, you know, I'm a, I'm a white guy coming out of the closet. You know, there's a yeah. whole different thing that happens. So, the whole, And racism, racism in the, in the LGBTQ community, is a lot of men don't acknowledge it or they don't realize that it's a big thing. And for mm-hmm. me, and that was the most important thing to bring mm-hmm. out is, is the racism within our community and the separation, the segregation within that. Um, and I think, you know, when we would, we would go to different panel discussions, that was something that we would always go into, of, of especially with, because in, in the film, the character deals with online, yep. uh, with Grindr and stuff like that. And so a lot of the terminal, terminology of like, what are you into, you yep. know, and this and that. And, and, and for me, I will, I've, I've always been uh, fascinated by that, how, mm-hmm. you know, you do get that in the community online, whether it's you know, not into them or not into right. black or not into yep. Asians and just that whole separation and where that, where <laughs> that comes from or that it, does it, that it does exist. And a lot of people don't right. um, like to address it all the time because right. they get really uncomfortable. I was at a panel discussion in Fire Island mm-hmm. in New York and yeah. one of the moderators was like, well, is there a topic that I should bring up? And I was like, you should bring up like racism in the community and yep. what, people think about it and in the audience it was like black and white men mm-hmm. um and right away everybody got really uncomfortable and they did not want to talk about it they thought oh i think it's it's going too deep into something mm-hmm. else and we don't want to offend anybody but i thought it was so interesting that that was the reaction that, that you know people mm-hmm. can talk about sex and penises and right kinds, exactly <laughs> kinds of stuff but when it comes to racism in the community it's such um a sensitive subject but mm-hmm. it just shows you that it's it's very very much there mm-hmm. it's very which really thriving and alive right which really parallels so much of what's going on in our country right now except there's a lot of being talked about racism but it doesn't make anybody feel comfortable mm-hmm. and the more we talk about it, at least my perspective the more we talk about it and it's kind of like the you know the lgbtq journey the more we talk about it and normalize it the more we can do with it. Now, I'm not saying yeah. let's normalize racism because there's nothing normal about racism, but the more we can normalize the conversation, like we yeah. need to have these discussions. We need to make mm-hmm. this known. And the reason I was laughing in the background as you were talking a minute ago is like, <laughs> I hate, I see this on the apps all the time. It's like, I, I'm not into this. Not in- yeah. And so um, on my mind, I say, I'm not into knots. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's really simple. Well, However, so I will say I'm not into smokers and I'm not into uncut cocks. Okay. Yeah. There's pretty much where I go, guys. Sorry, I gotta go there. But you know, and um, you know, yes, so I just doubted myself as yes, I'm on the app, so I don't really care because I, I'm very transparent about this. But no, it always yes. intrigues me, and I get it, we all have what we're into. But yeah. Here's the thing, and I wish guys would get this. And you know, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a moment, folks. And I, again, uh -huh. those of you who aren't who aren't like gay, you know, I want you to listen to this because I think this happens in the heterosexual world too. But I need you to yeah. think about if you were more transparent. And I realize some people don't want to be transparent on the apps because they may be down low or whatever. But if you had your picture on an app and you happen to be a person of color, or you happen to be somebody who is white, and you're looking at somebody's picture. You can pretty much sort and sift because, okay, if you're not into Asians or blacks or whatever, well, then if you look at somebody's picture and you can tell they're Asian, black, whatever, then you just don't even need to hit them up, okay? Let's, let's be real yeah. here, folks. And so much of this racism that starts to show up is because we're not being transparent with each other. And I'm also going to be the first one to stand up and say, bring me a brown boy anytime and I'll be mm -hmm. first in line. I mean, my husband is Hispanic. I find Hispanics and black men very, very attractive. That doesn't mean I don't find white guys attractive either. But yeah. this racism that shows up is as damaging as saying, oh, and I don't like femmes either. I mean, it's just we just no, continue yeah, to really, push yeah. our own community down instead of raising each other up. I'm not saying I don't, I, I agree. If you're not into something, you're not into something, but let's do it in a way that builds each other up, not pushes each other down. Yeah. Well, then you also have to tell, ask yourself, what is the real reason behind that when you mm -hmm. post things like, not into black men or Latinos or not into Asians, mm -hmm. you know? Because I think at the beginning, I would get a lot of conversations with guys saying oh it's a preference i'm just stating that that is my preference it doesn't mean i'm racist or anything and so i think that was the your people were hiding men yep. were hiding behind that yeah. behind being like well it just means and then my other friends would say i think there's something deeper than that i think there's something really wrong when you do post stuff like that like why do you where does that come from Absolutely. you know what is what are you really and i think for an lgbtq community i guess it's like oh i can't be racist because you know i'm gay and i'm already ostracized and i'm already right. in, the, in the other categories so exactly. i'm already I, you know i i love everybody but deep down inside you know there's you know, something there anybody yes there's something there mm -hmm. um so that so, conversation always is always good to have absolutely to kind of bring up and i think with the film uh we were able to bring that out and and see what 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 those fetishes mm -hmm are um mm -hmm. and why people gravitate towards well that. and there's even i mean uh, I, i'm gonna say racism which really isn't what it is but there is even kind of a there's a pushback to people who are into fetishes which is a, its own form <laughs> yeah. of you know uh -huh. oh you're weird you're different and it's like can we just mm -hmm. respect that quite honestly if it's not hurting me in mm -hmm. my life then why the fuck should i even give a shit you know, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, if that's what somebody's into, that's what somebody's into. And yes, there are a lot of fetishes. I'm like, I don't get it, but that doesn't mean I have to. It's just not my thing. Yeah. And too often, you know, and we could go clear over to the whole religious right sort of stuff. <laughs> 
It's like, okay, you people mm-hmm. just need to get laid. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things, I think the more we open up to having these dialogues and being honest about it, the more we can begin to understand because empathy, compassion, and understanding in any realm is what it's all about. And you said something a little bit ago, Daniel, about, you know, even for yourself, it made you uncomfortable as you started yeah. to go through this. And I'm curious, you know, what was some of the discomfort you had as you were filming this? Well, especially with this, you know, when you're dealing with black and white yep. and you're dealing with like the whole master and slave and, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it is uncomfortable. I think it would it, like the same, like if you were doing a, a movie about slavery and you mm-hmm. had to have, you know, your white actors act a certain way and say certain lines that mm-hmm. are very, uh, there are, are things that you're like, you're not supposed to be saying that kind of stuff. Right. But because this is the script. This is the character. Yeah. yeah. Your um, head knows different, I think is what you're Yeah. Thinking. Your head knows different and you're, and you're, you're taught to, to not you mm-hmm. know, interact with people that way. But in the film, this is how these two characters interact. And yep. luckily we had really great, uh, talented actors who Joe McDonald was one of them who played the white guy. And mm-hmm. he really, took to it and, and knew the responsibility of this of the role and and knew that this was how the character was going to be so for him it was like well you know if i need to go there i need to go there um but yeah watching it it is uncomfortable but yeah a lot of people are into that those i've seen it in other mm-hmm. documentaries um there was an hbo document what is a real sex mm-hmm. they used to be yep, on yep. hbo and there was one about um BDSM and SNM and yeah. all that and role play. And there is this, I guess this SNM kind of club in, in wall street. And, you know, you would have like this rich black executive mm-hmm. game, or a straight man who was into race play. And he's, you know, being, you know, chained up and yep. led around by this white woman who's calling him, you know, his slave and all this. And I right. remember looking at that and be like, wow, here's like this, very uh powerful black man yeah and his fetish is that he likes to be tied up and 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 treated like a like a slave and yeah. and that's his fetish and that's mm-hmm. what he's into and i yeah. thought well that's hey to each his own yep um a lot of people will look at that and say you know what is really behind that mm-hmm. <laughs> why is he really into that what is that about uh which is you know that's between that person exactly um, and That's between that person to. and what they want, you know? Yeah. So I'm and curious. Want, uh, go ahead. I'm curious too, which is kind of the same question I just asked you, but what came up for you as a Latino man making this film? Because I know, I know the, just the intellectual things we just talked about, it's, it pushes your envelope, you know? And I, I guess I can kind of lead into this question a little bit. I remember a few years ago, I had a client. I'm going to mm-hmm. figure out how I say this without like, right. <laughs> um, well, name of Bob. <laughs> yeah. No name, no name, but definitely was a, a, a man of color uh-huh. and we started coaching and things were going pretty well. And he showed up for one coaching thing and he said, I need to know if it's okay if I call you coach. I'm like, sure. You know, like, whatever, you know? Yeah. And suddenly got in the middle of the session and he's like, well, coach, I need you to tell me exactly what to do. 
I need you to tell me how horrible I am. I'm like, uh oh, we are going somewhere that this whole well, thing just got, you know. <clears throat> yeah, this whole thing just got derailed. And so I stopped and I said, you know, basically, okay, we'll, we'll call him Daniel. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm not really sure what's going on here, but I feel like this isn't a coaching session. Uh-huh. And he said, it's not. I'm like, okay, then we need to reschedule when you're ready to be here. And he goes, please don't hang up. I'm like, why? And he goes, cause I'm just about to get off. Oh, wow. And I thought, Oh, wow. And I realized this was, and it was kind of weird. And so I said, you know, I can't do this. And I li- I literally ended the coaching relationship at that point in time. And he did write me at one point and say, oh, I'm really wow. sorry. I should let you know about this, but you know, it's always been my thing and you've been so good at getting me to come forward with my stuff. And he goes, I didn't use my head when I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go into this session. And what he wanted was to come out about being a fetish around, you know, coaches and sports and people of authority to make him do things. And, you know, it it worked out because I basically got him connected to a therapist to work through some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's just an interesting space. So as you were doing this, and I know things do come up in the Latino community about being gay and all this sort of stuff. Was yeah. there something that specifically from a Latino perspective, I know as a man and, you yeah. know, this, but was there as something specifically that kind of rubbed you, which probably is just this, the race thing, the color thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what, um, things I've encountered. Um, and nothing in the Latino community yeah. that I have. Um, I think personally for me at the beginning, I as a, as a young gay guy, I think mm-hmm. I, I would go into like, oh, this is what I prefer. I prefer only mm-hmm. this. And, mm-hmm. and, and I knew I would, uh, my friends would be like, oh, well, that's a little off that you would, you would say that or you were only into, right. you would say you would have your preferences that you're into only certain types and and where does that come from and and at first I, I took it as a preference but then for me I think I was just it was a part of a fetish of like at first I was like oh I wasn't around a lot of white guys so I would say oh my preference is I, I like white guys mm-hmm. and I think my first boyfriend was a, a white guy so I went into that and it was like oh with Latinos you know it seems like it's too close to home I feel mm-hmm. like I'm with like my cousin or my right. you know my brother you know physically just I wanted something for me. It was like, I wanted something different for me. Like a white guy was very exotic. Um, mm. But then I had to look into that and be like, well, Danny, where, where is that coming from? And, and why do you, why, why do you feel mm. that when I think it was because I, it, it was something so unfamiliar, but now older now, you know, I'm through the whole spectrum. Yep. And, and open to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, and I've I think, experienced everything. Well, and yeah, I think and this is why, this is why these kind of movies are important. Yeah, definitely. Even if you don't like it, you know, and I, I would encourage, and we're going we're gonna to have a link to the trailer <clears throat> on the website for this one. Um, I would encourage you to just watch this, folks, simply because you will see another side of humanity that for some people, it's totally, this is what they want. Now, yes, I know the storyline, you know, kind of takes it another direction, which we don't want to blow, but... Um, and blow not meaning any pun intended there, but, um, (laughs) it's the more we learn, the more we know, whatever that phrase is by whatever that, you know, NBC or somebody always has that going, 
Yeah, I think it's so true because the more you know, the more you can understand. And the more you can understand, the more compassionate you can be. It doesn't mean you have to agree. Yeah, and there's no judgment know. on it. Um, yeah. And I think for us, we didn't want to put any judgment on it. I, ironically, we, thought, we, we did think that like the whole race play was going to be huge and controversial and it was going to bring up a lot of you know mixed sure. uh, thoughts on it, which it did. But what we also got was mostly a lot of some backlash on the BDSM um, stuff that was mm. in the film because our one of our the lead character the white guy that, that's his form of kind of trapping these guys mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. going into because he's into BDSM and SM. Sure, sure, sure. and for us we totally uh, we respect the community the BDSM community and we know they're a responsible group that take there are certain rules to BDSM yes. to make it safe, to make it so everybody's enjoying it. So it's not something that's just, you know, wildly people are just being chained up right, without right. their will. You know, it's something where, and a lot of people watching the film will be like, well, that's not how the BDSM community is. Right. And that's not really the rules of how BDSM works or SNM. And I, and there was a lot of explaining on our end of saying, well, mm-hmm. this is, more of a character right. using uh, BDSM and SNM in a very wrong way. Right. So if anything, you're right. This right. isn't the correct way and there is a proper way and there's, it, there is an etiquette mm-hmm. and, and rules to, to these groups, yeah. which we totally respect and we totally like, you know what, that's something that they formed and they, and, and, and it's become um, something that people can, respect and, and join in and, and do it in a safe manner um mm. but obviously our character does it in a very unsafe unresponsible right. way um so i'm curious daniel um because it's such a controversial subject and it took you to some places in yourself is there something you learned making this film that you're kind of surprised that you learned about yourself about myself <laughs> um is is not entire. I mean, by the, I mean, I think now I'm kind of settled in mm-hmm. to the kind of person I am, probably sexually and in and mentally. So I think it was good for me to do it at this point because mm-hmm. I think I was in a in a good state of mind to at right. least be like, okay, this I can separate and and not go into um like, well, maybe I'm gonna go into this world. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not into race play. That's something that. I've encountered in, in terms of like either guys who want to date me or, or have been like, Oh, for me, it's been the opposite because I, I have more middle Eastern features. Yep. So I do get that a lot where guys would approach me. Oh, I, I thought you were middle Eastern and I'm really into middle Eastern guys. Right. And so I'm like, Oh, and then I have to be careful and be like, well, I hope you're not, you know, dating me or, or looking at me because I'm a right. middle Eastern guy. Cause I'm, I'm not. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to fulfill that fetish right. for you. Um, but I think but that's it, beautiful what you just shared. It's like this awareness of what you saw in yourself, that there was an openness to at least see it, and then yeah. a validation of, no, this isn't for me, because you and I both know in our, our own community, and I'm specifically speaking to the gay male community, at times something like this can show up, and somebody will jump into this purely out of, okay, this will make me feel wanted and desired. And then suddenly they get caught into it and it isn't actually at all what they want, but they're doing it simply 
to have some form of acceptance, which happens all the time. It's, yeah. I, I think I hate it when I generalize like this, but I'm going to do it just because I work so much closer with gay men. I think this happens more often than gay men ever want to admit. They jump into something because, okay, this will make me feel accepted. This will make me feel wanted and desired. Definitely, yeah. And it's like an yeah. addiction. And, you know, that's why there's some heavier drug ad- abuse in our community, the alcohol abuse, mm-hmm. the, the dangerous sex play, whatever that may look like. And again, this is why I think films like this are so good as here's some eye openers first to, to form acceptance. And secondly, it's a great eye opener to here's what can happen if you're not fully in touch with yourself and you're only diving into something to dive into it. Now that doesn't mean don't go explore it. I mean, I think exploration is a beautiful thing for anybody in any form of life. But I also think these kind of films can be flipped to, and now here's the caution. If you're not really understanding why this is why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is understand. That's why, Hey, therapy is a huge thing that a lot of people should do more, more often and really discuss it and discuss, you know, the, the reasons why they do the things they do. Um, Cause I'm constantly doing that with myself, you know, and any decisions that I make or anything mm-hmm. that I do where it's like, well, why am I doing this? Why is it that it's, you know, where is it coming from? Right. Um, and you have to constantly ask yourself that um, I feel like, cause otherwise you're just, yeah, you're blindly going into mm-hmm. things and it can go into very dangerous you put yourself in dangerous situations because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're just trying to satisfy mm-hmm. whatever that is. Yeah. So you are a Latino gay male um, in your thirties and in my 30s. Uh, heading towards that big four. Oh, I know I'm that heading- <laughs> you're, you're waltzing that way. And I have to be really honest guys. And I'm going to share this with Daniel. Uh, I liked my thirties. I loved my forties. So just, and I, great. I, I want to hear all, all of it. I want to yeah, hear all, yeah. Well, honey, that would take a whole, that would take about 10 podcasts to really talk about. No, I did. It was set. Well, part of it was because that was when I came into myself as a gay man. I came out of the closet at 36, but it was when I came into myself. It's when I found my career, this career that I'm doing now with podcasting and speaking and coaching and all that stuff. I feel like I stepped into being a better father. Um, Definitely came, was much better as far as a relationship person. Um, That's when I met my husband. And I just, I don't know, there was some, and now that I'm in my 50s, I like them. I like the 50s too. It's a different, (laughs) I'm much more settled. I'm like much more, yeah, yeah, fuck it. I I really don't give a shit what you think. Um, So that's probably a good thing. But I'm also settled in a direction of, hey, I'm enjoying just doing what I'm doing because I'm doing what I'm doing. There's no like, oh, this got to make me, you know, hugely successful. It's, hey, I'm enjoying life. But um, back to you. That was all about me for a moment there. But as a guy who's, you know, you're you're in your, you know, late 30s, you've got these films that you've produced. What is something that you feel like? you now know having done these interesting different kinds of films that push envelopes that you now know makes you a better man. I'm just curious. Uh, Big question. I think it's being comfortable with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something that's always hard for anybody to finally be comfortable in their own skin and their selves and, and, and have that self love. (laughs) <laughs> that mm-hmm. everybody talks about that they need um and i think i'm i'm tr- i'm settling into that 
Uh, I have my moments of anxiety of like, I'm in my 30s, what's, what's my life? Where is it going? What's happening? And, but I have, now I feel I'm old enough to remind myself that it's okay mm-hmm. to just keep doing what you're doing, to yep. just have the patience and to not stress out and, and to enjoy it and enjoy mm-hmm. where you're at, even if it's in a place where nothing is happening, where you're just kind of living and it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to be like that, but enjoy it. Enjoy that right now you're just standing still and you're, you're just enjoying life and enjoying your friends and your family mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just your everyday life and, and, and to not feel that pressure mm-hmm. of like, what's the next thing when it needs to happen. Um, Cause I feel like when you're standing still and you're, you're just in your, in yourself. I think that's when you open yourself up to like, okay, what's around me. And you're more aware. Absolutely. Now I'm in that point in my life now where I can kind of just be aware almost like when I was, when I was younger um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of sit still and, and just be open to whatever comes my way and and receiving it. That's Um, awesome. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous about going into my four. Because of course you, uh, for me, I think as an artist, you you go into this state of mind of like, where am I going artistically, right. and what do, what is my career, and what do I want to do next, and what should I do, and of course you start to compare yourself to other people and where they are in their life, and I have to constantly remind myself, you know, stay in your lane, yeah, just stay in your lane, and and you know, be thankful that you're there mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're going down your own path, yeah. And, everybody has their own path and, and just keep, keep looking straight ahead. Well, I don't know if this will help, but I'm in, I'm mid fifties. I'm 55 and no, all of the, I, I, I love all the advice. I love all. Yeah. The um, and the same questions come up as I'm in a transition of, okay, I know where I'm going kind of, but I'm doing some different stuff and yeah. wow, is this going to be the right thing? And the thing I will say is stress does not equal joy. And the more you can really live by that, that anytime you start feeling stressed, realize it's taken all the energy away from you being able to experience joy. It's kind of a, it's kind of the best prescription you can have. And um, mm-hmm. it's something that took me a long time to start to learn. I still struggle from it. Obviously, as you're launching new things, doing new things, looking for new things, there's always a level of stress. But I know for me, the more I realize that every ounce of energy I give distress is an ounce of energy that I'm not experiencing joy. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really amazing thing when you do that. So, um, so w- any new projects before we wrap up, you want to talk about that anything? Well, right now I'm st- we're developing a lot of new things with Nova Novus. Um, we are going into back into the web, the web world. Cool. Um, uh, Dane Joseph had created uh, with two of his best buds, uh, the show called drama Queens. Uh, which is still on YouTube, and it's still on our YouTube channel, Nova Novus uh, channel. Um, and so we ha- it was a big hit. It was one of the first gay, uh, w- one of the first web series out yep, there when, yep. it was, when it was first coming out. Um, and we feel like, okay, we still have our audience, our subscribers, and so we kind of want to delve mm-hmm. back into the web series world and see what's what's there. And so awesome. just a lot of developing a lot of writing and, you know, just getting things going and getting things mm-hmm. on, on paper. So then we can 
start production it. and filming again. Cool. Well, it's but been yeah, you can find uh, all of them. Sorry, you can find yeah. all, all the films on Amazon um, and Nova Novus. Yep, we're online website cool. and all that. I'm sure and we're gonna we're gonna website. we'll have all the links to that stuff, Daniel, so that everybody can connect. And I invite everybody to really truly go connect, follow him, follow all the stuff he's doing. Uh, and it's always good to talk to you, man. It just it's always good. It's great. To I love it. And uh, we need to do it again more frequently. It's been a couple of years, but uh, life moves, know, right? and things happen, but I'm really happy for everything you're developing and all the success you've had. And thanks again for sharing yourself full, full force. Um, full force. No, yeah. I, I, I'm glad to. Yeah. It's, been, yeah. it's always fun coming on. Cool. And that's going to be a wrap for us folks for this week, but stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few more days with another episode of Life Uncloseted. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, but that's okay. We're going to be back in just a couple of days sharing more stories, tips, tricks, and wisdom for helping you live your life uncloseted. And you know what? You can share it too. Just take a few moments if you like and if you believe in this podcast and share it with someone you know today. Share it from your phone, go share it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you are. Maybe even give us a rating review because you know what? It's all about the planet living their life uncloseted. I'm Rick Clements, host of the show and the guy who helps you make those big, bold moves. And I hope you never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. Catch you real soon. Take care, everyone.